Welcome, 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 Dad Bod Walking. Go for a walk, talk about Dad Bod stuff. Important things out in the beautiful sunshine today. And talking about different tricks, tools, methodologies, ways to improve your Dad Bod journey. If you're on the journey with us, stitch in the Dad Bod, free Facebook group, or you're following the coaching. Some of these things really do help you, and thanks for the feedback that it does help. Lino, my little expert, pocket rocket expert alongside me, is going to put the smarts around it. Today's title is Your Body is a Lazy, Lazy, Lazy Bitch. You've heard me say it before, and what it means essentially for me, before Lynn tells you why, is that we get very comfortable, our bodies, not our minds, well our minds as well, but primarily our bodies, our bodies get very, very comfortable following the same routine, be it food, movement, sleep, following the same routine, and they become complacent. So even though as guys we love that regular routine, we're on a 24-hour hormone clock, there is some risks with having the same complacency and the same routine on a day-to-day basis. So your body's a lazy bitch simply means you need to stimulate, change, mix up, throw in some changes occasionally into your routine, otherwise your lazy bitch body will get into plateau mode. Now there's some science behind that, Lino. There is some science behind it and there are some things that you should change up and there are some things that you shouldn't change up. So we're not actually saying mix it all up, that's the confusing bit. But essentially what's the science? The science is, first of all start with the human body which is incredibly complex and um, probably the you know the most impressive machine that you'll ever come across it has hundreds of thousands of hundreds of thousands of different processes that run in parallel some run automatically um, subconsciously some you can you can actually have them running on demand at will Um, and it can do all of that and it can you know it can cope with all of the demands that we place on it But it's also clever in another way. It's clever that it will always find the path of least resistance. It'll find the easiest way to do anything. So it's it's like, you know, if we're off going for a, a trail run and there's three possible ways that you can run the trail run. One is over a big mountain. One is around the mountain. And one is swimming through a freezing cold river you're going to do the one that's around the mountain that's on the flat because it's it's easier you might be a bit of a masochist you know and you might want to go and climb the hill but generally you're going to pick the easiest of the three um the three ways and they're all difficult let's say that they're all difficult so you're going to pick the easiest of the three unless you've got a specific goal and that's what your body does when you give it options when you give it routines when you give it food when you give it movement It'll always find a way to adapt to what you're giving it and it will gradually adapt and adapt and become um, lazy, complacent, uh, comfortable. And so the principle of changing things up, and I'll give some specific examples of where this is really important, the principle of changing things up is to stop that um, complacency to stop your body getting stuck in a groove, in a rut. And it's to encourage and stimulate progression because our bodies are usually capable of way, way, way more than we could ever imagine. 
and you know you know i'll give you a quick example you're doing squats at the gym you've always done 100 kilo squats you believe that that's your limit you keep on doing 100 kilo squats in fact you probably do 95 kilos because you don't want to hit your max all the time and that's where you sit that's where you train and you have a self-limiting belief that you tell yourself and you tell others that your maximum is 100 kilos and that's all you've ever done and um, you're really happy with that and then one day you go to the gym you actually go to a new gym and their plates their bumper plates are different colors and you, you load the barbell up believing you've got 100 kilos on the bar you don't realize that you've actually got 120 kilos and you squat 120 kilos quite happily what happened what happened was your body is more than capable of doing 20 30 percent more than your max and easily coped with it you just tricked your brain your brain thought it was lifting 100 kilos you were actually lifting 120 so when I say our body adapts, it's actually, it's largely the brain because the brain goes into self-preservation mode. It's an evolutionary feature of our bodies. It's an evolu evolutionary mechanism. It's what kept us alive for so long that we adapted to our environment and we got comfortable. And then we, you know, we actually raised children in that environment and we stayed there until under the threat moved us on. So that evolutionary mechanism is all about the brain prote protecting us and allowing us to adapt. So to keep on progressing, to keep pushing your body to achieve what you're actually capable of achieving, you need progressive overload. You need to be able to push the boundaries. I'm gonna, gonna let Mike speak because he's waving his hand about and then I've got some really specific <laughs> examples of where you should and shouldn't change things up. <laughs> Yes, because it's my fucking podcast. You're just a guest, right? <laughs> so what I wanted to do, babe, is break it down into um, the four, the three, three or four areas of the dad by journey. So specifically, because I think one of the risks we face, and you, you pinged it early, is that when we say mix it up, change it up, with the experience that we have, it's very easy to mix and change without going away from the primary formula and keeping things the same the risk is when we say mix it up to a lot of people that's like just change everything so let's go first of all with food when you say mix it up change it up avoid complacency what specifically can the guys do by remaining in the formula but mix up their food yeah so what what you're trying to do with food um, is you're trying to avoid your body just getting used to the same foods day in, day out. Um, and on the one hand, that's actually okay when it comes to food. There's nothing wrong with eating the same meals every week. There's nothing wrong with, with eating the same foods every week. Um, but often people don't get the full range of nutrients. That's one thing. So it could be, you know, one week you've got um, some nice seasonal vegetables and um, the next week you've got a different type of meat. Every different food is going to have a slightly different nutrition profile. It's going to have different micronutrients. So by including a variety of the foods that are generally in the categories that you would have on your dad bod journey, you're going to make sure that you're getting your full complement of vitamins and minerals, which is really important. And, you know, you will find that people will throw these challenges at you that, you know, low carb, you can't get all your nutrients. You can. You've just got to make sure that you do have a nice variety um, of foods and you're not simply eating the same thing. So here's an example. You love steak. Steak's a great food. 
and so your evening meal every day is steak and a small salad and you add to that a good dressing some olive oil based dressing all right steak's fabulous lots of protein great micronutrients salad doesn't contain a lot um, and then your olive oil dressing going to give some really healthy fats so you've got a nice range of animal fats in there protein and plant fats the challenge with muscle meat is that it's not giving you collagen it's not got the potassium levels that meat that's close to the bone gives you um, it doesn't have the gelatinous tissue so if you only eat steak salad and olive oil every night for dinner you will start to find that you're not getting enough collagen and gelatin in your diet um, and you might start to get a little bit of you know achy joints so by varying your meals including some muscle meat and some meat that's on the bone or it's got good joints and knuckles in it then you're going to get a whole range of different amino acids that come from different parts of the animal so that's one example of where it's really useful to change up um, your diet another example of where i would say it's almost essential is your body actually becomes adapted to various things so caffeine is a really great example it's a performance enhancing drug athletes use it to boost their performance but our body becomes used to caffeine over time we develop a tolerance to caffeine so if every day we have two cups of caffeinated coffee over time we'll have less effect from the caffeine than when we did when we started drinking caffeinated coffee so if you're looking for a performance boost that will gradually erode over time the best way to make yourself caffeine sensitive is to remove coffee for a couple of days or a week or remove remove caffeine and then all of a sudden you will be super sensitive to caffeine again and one cup of coffee one cup of caffeinated joe will give you bigger effects than two cups of caffeinated coffee so that's a perfect example of where your body is adapting and becoming tolerant to something so that it no longer works and another example in the diet space is mct oil lots of people once they get into bulletproof coffees don't just add butter to their coffee they start to add mct because you read about all of its benefits now there are some benefits of mct and we should cover this on a podcast mike um <laughs> but um but it's another one of those substances that our body adapts to so you have mct you get a brain boost you feel great if you have it every single day once you're about a month in you won't get the same boost so again mct is something that i recommend having for a month then eliminating for a month having for a month and eliminating so it's really good to vary your diet so you're getting a good range of micronutrients but keep within the formula and then with certain things to make sure you continue to get the benefit of them just change them up occasionally 
Awesome. So some great tips on food. They're my personal favourite because I love my Bulletproof, but I know I need to mix it up. Is on one week I'll use the Bulletproof formula and I'll just use a left-handed cup and then I'll mix it up on the following week and use a right-handed cup. And I think that's, yeah, that's that's plenty of a vari- variation there for my body. Coffee! You're not fucking talking about coffee? <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to exercise, Lynn, because that's an important one. Um, we've got a formula around the dad bod movement or exercise. So how do the guys mix it up and get the variety and avoid the complacency without going away from that primary formula? Yeah, so the, the primary the primary formula is really important and a degree of structure is really important. So what we're not saying is I'm not suggesting you go out and you literally do different types of exercises every day. Um, that's the CrossFit way. And Mike and I have done CrossFit for years. Big advocate of CrossFit. I think it's got some amazing principles and you can track your progress over time, but it all becomes a bit chaotic And when we're on a dad bod journey, it's really important that we have the structure so that we can do things safely. We know we're getting the right amount of the right types of exercise every week. We're not overloading, we're not overtraining, and we're not at risk of injury. So there are reasons that structure is super important. And so what we recommend doing on the exercise side is using a specific routine for four to six weeks. And what that will allow you to do is progress. So you might progress the number of repetitions that you do. You you might progress um, from 30 to 40 minutes total exercise time or from 40 to 50 or 50 to an hour occasionally. You may, if you are doing um, jumps, you may progress to doing stepping type of exercises to doing jumps. You might progress from doing planks on your knees to planks on your feet. Um, Push-ups, you might end up being able to do more than than you ever knew so you'll gradually progress over the four to six weeks at the end of four to six weeks that's the time to change it up a bit so then you would change either the balance of exercises that you do you might change your rep scheme so if you've been doing eight reps of a particular exercise you might change to a higher volume or you might drop your volume and go heavier you might change the um, the balance if you've done a lot of shoulder work. You might go to um, a different muscle group and put focus on that. Um, you might use different equipment. So if you've been using a lot of bands, you might go more to dumbbells. Um, or the flip side, if you've been using a lot of dumbbells, you might go to bands or machines. So still stick within the structure and the formula. Still get your hit, your core work, your plyometric your strength but vary the exercises in rotations so what that will do allows your body to progress it'll reach that point where it starts to adapt and your progression slows you then change it up you give it a slightly different routine you give it a different stimulus that stimulus will force it to progress again you'll go beyond the limits that you thought you had and then you'll see you know you'll reach new goals new new targets you can set new goals so gradually over time you'll make significantly more progression doing that sort of routine in six week four to six week blocks 
Awesome. So some great ideas there. I mean, simple things like in your hit routine, you're doing 20 seconds on high intensity and 40 seconds off. That 20 seconds on could be running on the spot, could be treadmill, could be bike. There's a whole bunch of ways staying within the framework that you can mix up your exercise to stimulate but not not to get complacent. So there's a bunch of great ideas there. So we've done food. Don't get complacent. Mix things up. We've done exercise and movement. So sleep, Lena, we don't want to mix that up, but what's the problem with just doing the same routine every night? Is there things we're missing? How do we mix up and avoid complacency with our PM routine and sleep? So actually the interesting one on sleep is I would say this is the only one not to mix up. Um, Because... Your body will adapt, but when it comes to sleep, it's more that we're trying to create a habit. So we're actually trying to continually create the best possible sleep habits we can to create the best possible uh, results. So sleep is more about what should you be doing and are you doing it? And what, what I find happens with sleep and PM routines is people start the dad bod journey. It all sounds great and they do it. So they're in bed by 10, they get up at six, they sleep well, they do their wind down, their evening routine, get blue light on a morning. They do all the right things and they do it for three to four weeks. And then it starts to slip. 10 o'clock bedtime becomes 10.30. We're coming up to Christmas. There's a few late nights, a few late mornings, you know, slip in there to catch up. Before you know it, the evening stretching's gone or the meditation or the breathing, whatever's in your evening routine, you're not as careful about your sleep hygiene. So things start to slip and it's so gradual, you almost don't notice. So every now and then, and I recommend doing it every month, so first of the month, do a bit of a stock check on your sleep. Am I going to bed at the right time? Am I sleeping the right amount of time? Is there anything else I could do to improve my sleep? And actually just pull yourself back to where you want to be because those habits, those sleep habits, take years to develop, not weeks or months. So work on your sleep every month, first of the month, do a sleep audit, do a sleep stock stock check, make sure you're doing what you intend and pull yourself back to the routine that you know works. And I think to add to that, it's a great idea, the sleep audit is an awesome idea just to step back and have a look at your sleep and your, your, your PM routine. The second thing I find with a lot of the guys is that they get to a point where they've got their PM routine and sleep to a certain level. It might be 70% of you know, ideal and then they become complacent. They don't look for any other hacks, tools, methodology. They're just in that comfort zone. So it's being constantly aware, is there some improvements you can make to improve your PM routine and improve the quality and quantity of sleep? If you've got 70%, why not shoot for 80 or 90% by continually keeping your mind open to some better ways to improve sleep? And then the last one is around mindset. So we can become very complacent around mindset. And, and what I see is the, um, the biggest complacency I see is the guys start to get results. And because they get results, what then happens is they become complacent that they don't have to try or they don't have to look for ways to motivate or they don't have to be wary of blockers. So Lynn, any thoughts on how to break out of the complacency of mindset? Yeah, so... I think with the mindset, you know, it, it's a really interesting one because we become adapted, we become comfortable, we become complacent really, really easily. 
um, and mindset you've you've got to work at a little bit differently so it might be that you realize you recognize that you've become a bit complacent or you've slipped back to an old habit um, or you've just you know you, you're not quite doing what you should be doing some of the ways you can do it find an accountability partner so we can do amazing things ourselves and sometimes we just need somebody to hold us accountable now if you're in one of mike's programs like tough love intensive then you're going to get that for the six weeks that you're on the program but after that what's happening then how are you staying accountable and you're looking for that person whether it's your partner or a friend or even one of your kids you're looking for that person not just to keep you on track but to constantly challenge you so find ways to challenge yourself find ways to take it to new levels you know read up on on ideas don't just let things sit because letting things sit is how you got to your current state you need to constantly evolve grow develop optimize and often one of the best strategies is getting a bit of help with that so where did we start we started with your body is a lazy bitch and the reason behind the title is simply that our bodies and our minds will always find the path of least resistance we'll always go to the comfortable we'll always go to what we know and what we are comfortable with and that's at risk with everything so some of these strategies will help you not become complacent not plateau your results remain interested remain engaged and remain motivated so that's a key part of it one of the things i love what lynn's just said was the auditing process if you were to audit your dad bod formula audit your food audit your movement audit your sleep audit your mindset on a regular basis and have a look at ways you can break out of the complacency and mix a few things up that is a very very smart way to keep you doing the very best you can for your dad bod journey it's been a cracker Lino. It's been a cracker. <laughs> Join us again next time, guys, on Dad Bod Walking. Enjoy your day. Cheers.